The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. We are talking with our friend, Doug Lepisto. Doug is the co-director of the Center for Principal Leadership and Business Strategy at the Hayworth College of Business at Western Michigan University. And Doug has a new job as well. In addition, he is now the co-founder and manager of Sleeping Giant Capital, which we are about to learn more. So, Doug, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Even though I'm tuning in from the beach, it's it's great to be here. And we are all jealous, can I just say? Like, I saw a couple minutes ago that you had a cold drink in your hand and the whole nine yards. I have an Arnold Palmer with me. This is my favorite beverage. You know, it's, it's a one o'clock COVID tradition now is a pandemic tradition is having an Arnold Palmer right now on the beach. Love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. You might be a little warm in that three-quarter zip that you have on. I'm thinking that might be a little hot for the beach right now, but how are you doing with that? You know, it's, 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 uh, John Bryan said this to us, uh, on our podcast, you know, it's my conference call shirt. So it just sits over there and then I put it on and then I just take it off and wear my t-shirt. So perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It looks great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Well, yeah, we can conduct business anywhere these days, and we do love that. But Doug, tell us a little bit more about you. I mean, I gave an introduction to your background, but but you know, how did you how did you come to be in your role at Western and doing what you're doing now? Give us a, a brief file. Well, it, I always say this to students that you know life makes sense backwards, but never forwards. Uh, and there's there's always a great way of of creating some story of how I was always meant to to be in this spot, but that would be probably making it up. Um, I was I, I went to Kalamazoo College as an undergrad, psychology major, didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, launched into the advertising world, did some strategic planning there. Ford started to have a downturn. I was like, organizations are fascinating. I was, you know, 21 and just looking at what organizations did and how people approach work. Got my master's at University of Chicago, thought I was going to get a PhD in sociology, said that's not my path. Worked in management consulting in Chicago, uh, did a lot of work for Fortune 500 companies on pricing and marketing strategy, realized that is an unsustainable life. And my mentor there actually got his PhD in business uh, in, in marketing. And so I thought, wow, you can be, you can be a professor of, of business and teach and do research and, and consult. And uh, I thought that would be a, a terrific path. So I got my PhD at Boston College at the, at the Carroll School of Management. And my wife said to me that she married a uh, she married a management consultant living in Chicago. And a year later, she was married to a broke doctoral student in Boston. And that was not what she signed up for. So, getting back to Michigan was part of the plan. Western uh, had an opportunity, and I've been there for five years and done uh, just a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't even have believed that we were able to do uh, since I since I got there. Right. So you and your partner in business school there, Derek, put together the center 
that you're running right now, the Center for Principled Leadership and Business Strategy. But somehow in the midst of that, which if that's not enough work, being a, a professor and starting that center, you've now recently sprung out, the two of you, and founded Sleeping Giant Capital, which is really what we want to talk about today because it's fascinating. So tell us, how did that private investment firm come to be? I mean, where, where was the genius for that? What was your concept? Give us the innovation behind that. Yeah, so uh, really, the the visions, uh, the the idea started with my my partner Derek. So he was teaching an MBA course uh, and trying to figure out how he was going to make an impact, uh, and came across the most popular class at Harvard Business School right now is a, a program called Entrepreneurship Through Acquisition, and oh. it trains it trains twenty uh, five year olds typically who are are going through a full time MBA that you can become a CEO of a company by buying a company. And so this notion of a third career path really was interesting to me that it's not about climbing a corporate ladder to become an executive or to start a company, but you can buy a company. And I thought, well, this is, this is interesting because, you know, obviously if you find the right kind of company that has an established customer base, uh, it has a proven market, it's got a proven product, a lot less risky than a traditional startup path. So sure. we got more into this and then we realized uh, there's a huge opportunity because our community in West Michigan has a tremendous number of baby boomers who are looking to retire. Right. And there's a lot of great businesses there. What do we do for these businesses that don't have a succession plan? Our, the latest data on the West Michigan is only 18% of businesses have a succession plan. Wow. That is really stunning. Right. So you have a lot Especially, of, great- but as you say, the number of baby boomers. So it's this, they call it the silver tsunami, the silver right. tsunami. Right. So what are we going to do in, in, in our, in our um, community with all these great businesses coming up for sale, not having a succession plan. Yep. Um, and what we will see is that, and we've talked to these, to these people, uh, private equity firms that are not located in West Michigan will find these at, as, as, as attractive investments. And their incentive scheme is to hold those companies for five years, uh, you know, buy, strip, flip, whatever they need to do to then sell right. them onto someone else. And uh, a great and, business model, but it's not really a great business model for sustaining local operations, philanthropic efforts, economic vitality here in Kalamazoo. They're, 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 you got to wonder about the long-term commitments and interest they're doing to the business. Uh, you've got to wonder about whether they're using our local HR professionals, our local banks, our local lawyers. Uh, when that capital doesn't stay here, that that doesn't that that's a that's a net loss for us. So, for sure. Sleeping Giant Capital was established to uh, it's a, we were raising a fifty million dollar uh, fund, private equity fund for all intents and purposes, where we will support uh, folks who come through our program on uh, buying a company. And we can go into the details of what that looks like. And then, you know, the, our investments are long-term holds. So we're looking to uh, hold these companies uh, indefinitely until the, the owner actually would buy out the fund's position. And uh, through this process, we're creating a, a big win for, we're changing the life of someone who comes through our program. We're keeping jobs and, and capital local. We're developing great relationships with other vendors and accountants and lawyers, HR firms, you know, in the area to, to bring to bear on this part of our uh, earnings from these companies that we are, are going to acquire, go back to the college of business. So it's a performance-based alternative revenue source. Uh, it's a, it's a program that we don't see at any other schools. 
uh, so it's a differentiator. And we've got some other exciting ideas of how we'll integrate that with our center further. And uh, so that's that's kind of the story. Oh, that is a wonderful story. You know, I mean, being a talent acquisition as long as I have, uh, you know, 20 plus years now in West Michigan, I've always felt like we have had a missed opportunity with making that connection with Western and long-term economic sustainability, particularly with talent acquisition, sort of like bringing that talent back. Because we know the thousands of students at Western graduates every year, we can't we can't employ all of them in Kalamazoo or in West Michigan, for that matter. It's really impossible to do that. So we have to let some of our talent seep away. But it feels like a program like this, Doug, can bring some of that talent back to our region. I mean, we, we've already had, we, we, we're starting to see that. So we're starting to see folks reach out to us who want to take the, the program uh, and who have interest in coming to acquire something in West Michigan. Our, our fund is 80% focused on West Michigan. So 20% of it is more opportunistic, so, but we're laser focused on West Michigan. So we're already in a see, starting to see that um, and, and just building connections with alumni, uh, both from a potential um, source of, of people who would be acquiring these companies as an owner operator, yeah, I mean, um, it seems like they're the first ones you would go to. Why not? I mean, yeah, so why, why not? They already have an affinity for the for the area, an affinity for the school. I mean, they're certainly going to listen and be open to the pitch and the idea yep. to consider this as an option, right? I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, and then we're we're getting uh, you know, what we want to do is is surround those aspiring owner operators with great mentors, and so we've had mentors in the in the Western Alumni Network reach out to us who are retiring executives who want to be involved, but, you know, maybe they don't want to be full-time, but they don't want to teach a class, but they don't want to just guest speak. And so this gives them a way to roll their sleeves up, to make an impact, to be involved, to help guide these, these future owner operators and have a great time doing it. So it's, it's really attracted a lot of interest. Oh, I love it. I love it. You have some really clear um, mission statements, some, some ideas about what you want to accomplish with Sleeping Giant Capital, tell us about your mission. You know, so we, we want to. We're all about creating a big win, and so for us, that means uh, creating a win for the uh, the aspiring owner operator who comes through our program, changing their life. You're not getting a certificate when you come take our class. You are getting a life change by going through our program. I mean, that that's the promise of it. Um, you know, we we want to make an impact and provide a trusted option for those sellers who know that we have a, a partner that would be, um, you know, acquiring their business, but with a long-term hold, with aligned values uh, that want to take care of their stakeholders. Uh, we want to ensure that the future owner operators that come through our program are really well representative of our community. That means people from the African American community, that means uh, veterans, that means women. Uh, ownership of capital can make a huge difference. Yes. And if you look at, at traditional models of entrepreneurship, that can be challenging and, because you're starting something from scratch. So we want to provide an avenue uh, for those future owner operators. We want to we be able to impact the College of Business in a way that providing alternative revenue. Uh, state budget is in, in continuing declines in education, which we know we all share a uh, you know, a, a interest in, in, in education, both early childhood ed, which my, my wife works on, but in higher education. So this gives an alternative revenue stream. Um, and, and, and so you put all those, those pieces and parts together and it's about creating that big win that, that really gets us excited. Uh, and that's what brings a lot of folks to the table. 
Right, right. You know, I was going to ask you a little bit more about why your work matters so much, but I, I think you've well defined it. I mean, it, it really is having a huge impact in the economic future of all people yep. in West Michigan by keeping healthy, vibrant companies healthy and vibrant with local ownership right here. Yep. And we, we talk about it as uh, we want to generate financial, social, and educational returns. Love it. That's Love it. About it. Yep. So interesting that you picked uh, the midst of a pandemic to just launch a little thing like this. Yeah. Such an interesting time. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, how you did, how and why you did this. Why was this the right time to launch this? Yeah. So uh, we always talk about in our program and our center to our students about the, the importance of getting after it. Yeah. And and the importance of getting after it when times are hard. We we the we have a podcast called The Jungle, which is based on a Ray Dalio quote, the 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 hedge fund uh, manager, which said, you know, you have a choice in life. Everybody faces it. You either stay where you are and live an ordinary life, or you risk crossing a dangerous jungle and live a great life. Yeah. And it's I, I had a conversation with a student today about that same quote and the same 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 dynamic right now. It's a, it's an uncertain time. It's a dangerous time, but there there's opportunities to be had. Uh, and we like to play offense rather than defense. We'd like to lean in when other people are leaning back. And so for us, it was a natural time that when everyone's thinking about cutting and deficits and low resources, we want to think offense and abundance and opportunity and hope. And, uh, so far that's proven successful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I'm sure it will be for you. I have no doubt. So what's been your biggest challenge in getting Sleeping Giant Capital off the ground? What? what? <laughs> if I was honest, if I was honest, I would say uh, the the number of stakeholders that you manage when, when you're, I mean, we're talking about a big win, right? Yeah. Well, that, that, that what you want to do is create alignment of incentives across all those different stakeholders. And that can be challenging. That can be time consuming to kind of thread that through. It's a Venn diagram, right? And you want to find that overlap spot. And that that can take some time uh, and can be difficult to get to, you know, the... Are you still honing it in? Do you feel like you've figured it out quite yet or... I think we're 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 totally there, and what we're what as new things have come, we we've started to see even more overlap with with different with different opportunities. Um, you know the you know going through a university and and dealing with the 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 bureaucracy is is a real thing. Um, the, so, but Western's been really supportive. Um, you know, it, it we it took a little bit of work, and we have a our favorite phrase is there's a form for that. Uh, whenever you you encounter the next. Uh, but but we made we 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 made it work. There's a great alignment with Western on this. They're super supportive. So, um, it that that the the challenge has really been though aligning everyone, just in a, and and not losing sight of. It, it's easy when you're serving all these stakeholders to focus on one at the expense of others, and 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 making sure they all are kept in play is a it's a it's a challenge, but it's a creative and, and fun one too. Right, right. I can see it is a great challenge and. You know, it is, it's a kind of challenge that some businesses face in a startup as well, right? Managing stakeholders, but usually in a typical business startup, you've got your customers who are your primary stakeholder and the one you need to please. You have several different Mm -hmm. stakeholders with different needs, several different customers, if you will, which makes it much more challenging than the average business startup. And uh, and, And investors. 
Oh, that know? right. Yeah. I mean, we, we are, right. we are, we are, we are sellers, investors. You've got yeah. all of that, right. And, and, and Western behind it all saying, you know, we, we've got interest in how this works too. That's right. And that it's successful and that it meets our needs. That's right. And, uh, you know, at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, we are not, this is not a, uh, a nonprofit. I mean, we are, right. are, we are, we are, we are expecting and, and want to deliver great returns to our investors. And we think actually the, 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 the path that we're going to take for a long-term hold can, can provide superior returns over, over yeah. the long haul. Well, sure. Cause you wouldn't do it if it, it couldn't, it wouldn't make sense otherwise. Yeah. That's right. right. So, right. so you have to keep all those, those things in play that, uh, and you're speaking almost different languages. You're speaking one language to investors. You're speaking another language to buyers, another language to sellers, another language to the university and, and talking in those different languages to different stakeholders and not, and not becoming a mess. Right. Yeah. Not becoming coherent. Um, so Quite we can talk about some academic, there's some really interesting academic thoughts around that, uh, about how to achieve that. Cause you're, you're, you, you try to become, um, multiple things to multiple people at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had some fantastic wins too. I'm sure. I mean, what's been your biggest win so far in all of this? What are you the, mo- what are you most excited about that you've accomplished so far? Uh, with sleeping giant, um, well, we have we have some very significant, um, you know, commitments that will will close soon that were were, were outstanding uh, that will really make this launch in an, in an amazing way. Um, I, I think probably the biggest the biggest win was um, just getting the alignment with Western in a way that created mutual benefit. Yeah, and and and, and the incentives are aligned such that the better we do, the more that is returned to Western. Uh, yeah, so we're incentivized to do great things, and they will get more. Yep. Um, so that that's probably been the most satisfying parts. That's wonderful. So, what are your goals for the first year? I mean, what do you hope to accomplish in the first twelve months? When you look back, what do you hope to see? Well, so uh, if if I was if I wasn't at the beach, you'd see uh, a black background with white words on there that write out what our goals are uh, that we have when we talk to our students. So everyone sees our, our, our KPIs are there all the time for everyone to see. And uh, you know, we want, we, we achieved uh, our first goal, which was we sold out our first class of, of students who were going through the acquisition program. All right. Yeah. We'll have another cohort in um, uh, probably January, February, uh, actually no February, March. And uh, so that was a good start. I, I, I think we have uh, in a beta version of this class, we have a, 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 a terrific um, mid-career uh, woman who has ran an accounting firm who is our kind of first searcher, first aspiring owner-operator um, that we've been kind of innovating and, and trialing with. I, I mean, our, our goal would be to acquire a company. Uh, actually, our, our goal is to acquire two within 12 months. Okay. So, okay. So, and I, I have no doubt you'll accomplish it. You, you probably have a few prospects on the horizon. Well, you know, we, we, we had some great prospects and we, we've, we've had, we actually had two prospects that we were uh, down the road with, with a letter intent with, uh, that, that actually fell through two weeks before COVID. Oh, wow. Which is a blessing because one of them was actually in the airline industry. Uh, so sometimes, sometimes things that aren't meant to be, you know, just work out your way. So we were, we were fortunate about that. And, you know, we're being, we're also being patient and strategic and deliberate because, 
the news changes every single day and it's there's risk. Does. So we, we want to make sure that we're we're mindful of that too. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, I mean, as we have talked about, this is an interesting time. And, you know, the, the whole COVID situation may actually accelerate the desire of baby boomers to want to exit their business and exit exit the game right now because it's just, it's a struggle. It's not, yep. it's not as fun anymore. Yep. Well, I have no doubt you are going to accomplish your goals in the first year. That's for sure. Doug, I'm sure that some of our listeners are really jazzed about this whole idea that you've put forward with Sleeping Giant Capital and probably want to get involved in some way. There could be potential investors listening, you know, uh, potential owner operators that would love to take the class and be a part of this, maybe even someone who wants to sell their business. So if they want more information about Sleeping Giant, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Go to the website or what would you suggest? Yeah, I'd probably say go to the go to the website uh, sleepinggiantcapital.com. It, it it provides an overview of of what we're trying to do and and from a from a acquisition standpoint to folks that are looking to sell to um, potential investors. So that was probably the the, the place to start, and then uh, from there we can guide folks into whether they're an investor. They can engage with us. We can we can uh, pass them over to uh, the registration for the program at Western. So that's probably the first touch point. Perfect. Perfect. And you know, I want to give a shout out too about your fabulous podcast, which is so great called the jungle, right? And if listeners want to check out your podcast and hear some of the guests and features that you've done on that, that they can access through the Center for Principal Leadership, right? Yep. So uh, the jungle, they search for the jungle on any podcast platform comes up. So we're on Apple and Spotify and everything. They can go to uh, wmish.edu forward slash leadership center. And that's where they could subscribe and find it's on YouTube as well. Uh, We're about 22 episodes in. We've got We've had the CEO of Stryker, CEO of Kellogg, CEO of Hayworth, CEO of Consumers Energy. Pretty interesting people you're talking with. Great, great. I mean, you learn a lot. Just, just. I mean, we've tried to provide a third space for them to talk about how they're leading through this time. And it's, especially from a strategy perspective, and it's really interesting to see how they are making sense, making decisions, pausing, moving forward, planning amidst everything. Because this is a new world that no one knows. Right. Uh, no one's experienced. So. so true. Excellent content and glad to share that with our listeners as well and our followers. So check out The Jungle for sure. We have been chatting today with Doug Lepisto and he is the co-founder and managing director of Sleeping Giant Capital. Doug, we are so thrilled to have you with us and so excited for your startup here in West Michigan at the Hayworth College of Business. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, we had a great event last night, did we not? We did. I feel like I, I feel like I need. I, I feel like I need to give a shout out to my wife Kristen at Casey Ready Fours. They they Let's surpassed their goal of a hundred thousand dollars. They got up a hundred. I think it was one hundred seventeen. I think it still might be growing. Uh, right. So uh, I know you've been involved and made a huge impact on on that organization. And the the stat that I'd love to share that that moves me is on on the importance of of little people is that eighty five percent of emotional development happens before you're five. Yeah. Think of the potential yeah. that we leave on the table as a society if we don't maximize those years. That's, inc- yeah. that's an incredible it's number. Huge. No, it, it's huge. It, it is staggering. I'll, I'll give you that. And I have said many times, and, and it sounds ridiculous, but you know, you get one shot at a three or a four-year-old. 
You got one year, and if that year goes by and you don't catch them and give them what they need with their, they need with their brain development, that time is lost forever, and they never really fully catch up. And those years are so formative. You're absolutely right. And these our the, these are the future of our economic success in this region, right? I mean, these are the future entrepreneurs and business leaders and innovators. How many? How many? How, how how often are you saying to yourself, looking out there, saying? man, I just wish we had some more competent leaders. Or what is the world going to be like when, when we're old and, and there are folks, you know, this is, this is, this is the future. It's uh, so true. And it's, it's we're so all aligned true. on that, the importance of that. So. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, Kristen's catching them at, the, at that age where they're young and you're helping them when they're coming out That's on right. the other side to That's be right. successful. And uh, what a team the two of you make. Truly. It's been fun. It's been fun. Truly. Fun to watch. Well, Doug, thanks again for being our guest today. We hope you come back again sometime soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.